Recorded live from the fabulous Fetter Building in Rochester, New York. Welcome to Transformation Thursday. I'm Amy Stevens, and my pronouns are she, her, and my co-host is Penny Sterling. And her whoa, 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 what, what? Uh, my name is not Penny Sterling. But you're not my co-host either. Well, who is your co-host? That's a good question. Who is my co-host? It's kind of like who runs the universe, right? Is it uh, kind of like a, that's forty-two, isn't it? Forty-two runs the universe. Yeah. You're a hitchhiker person, aren't you? Shaking your head. Yeah. Have yeah, well, you not seen my tattoo? Oh, well, who, well, who the hell are you then? <laughs> Hi, I'm V Susie. My pronouns are she/her as well. Are you co-hosting or are you my guest? I don't know. Which am I? It's your podcast. Yeah, but I asked you. I'm co-hosting today. You're co-hosting and guesting today. I just assigned you dual roles. How's that? That sounds awesome. Just in case you're wondering, yes, this is Transformation Thursday, and Penny's usually the one that comes up with the cool sound effects and all the cool editing stuff, so I'm just um, kind of rolling with it and making it up as I go tonight. But anyway, I'll be right back after, well, we'll be right back after the traditional music and swell Ah. Let's talk about change, Amy. Okay, let me see. It looks like I've got three quarters, a nickel, a Canadian loony, and a few British tenors from when I was in London, because I'm an international comedian. No, not that change. Change is in transformation. The topic of Transformation Thursday. Oh, yeah, that. Well, we're doing this podcast to highlight how much things change and how quickly they do it in society today. Everything changes, and change isn't good or bad. It just is. The more we realize that change is just the natural progression of things, the better off we'll be. Now, let's talk about change. Didn't we just do that? No, no, not the last one. The first one. The coins. Money. About how people can give us some of theirs so that we can continue talking about ours. Are you just trying to get people to go to our Patreon page to support this podcast so that we can continue our exploration of what it means to live in a rapidly changing world? Because although this is a labor of love, we do have expenses, and by going to TransformationThursday.com, they can help ensure that we can continue to be bringing this fun and insightful commentary on the world today, plus get exclusive patrons-only content. Um, if I say yes, can we get on to our next segment? Oh, God, I hope so. Okay, then. TransformationThursday.com. Also, can you break a 20 for me? Sure. I can get that to you in euros. Okay, now you're just showing off. Welcome back to Transformation Thursday. I'm Amy Stevens, and my pronouns have not changed since we took that break. Um, my pronouns are she, her. And I'm V. Susie. My pronouns are also she, her. And V, you're kind of doing this dual role tonight of co-hosting and guesting with me. Uh, you are joining me from a non-secure location via Zoom video conference, correct? I am, I am in my bunker to make sure that I don't get sick. And how is that going for you so far? Um, I'm not sick. You're not sick? Congratulations. I'm not sick either, but I'm still at the WAYO studios. But I did sanitize everything. It's probably a good call. Yeah, and I did bring in my own windscreen, too, for the microphone. Probably yeah, you have the, a, probably held the on there by, like, rubber band or something, don't you? I just have a piece of tape on it to make sure I know, remind myself to, that I take my this one home with me. <laughs> because I don't want any other person spitting into my windscreen. Yeah, that's a good idea. Sounds like a personal problem, though. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyways. So anyway, so uh, we're here to talk tonight about a few things. And I, you know, when I previewed this on Facebook this evening, a lot of people don't talk about this as much. When we talk about transgender, especially transgender women and their transformation, so much of it goes to looks, goes to clothes, hair, voice, all this other stuff on the exterior. And of course, people ask us about the surgery. And so the surgery, yeah, the surgery, like there's none other, like the surgery for me is my wisdom teeth because I had those taken out when I was 18. Of course I did have back surgery when I was 17 because I had a broken vertebrae, but that's, but I don't think most people have that surgery. So let's not talk about that one. So, but, but there's a lot of things that hormone replacement therapy is we're going to refer to it as HRT because that's the lingo for it. It changes a lot, doesn't it? It does. It changes a lot more than we expect. Yeah. And so I know I started my HRT treatment in July of 2018. You're about a year and a half before me, December of 2017. Uh, December of 2017. Yeah. 17. Okay. So you're a year and a half. No, 16. 2016. That's right. So a year and a half. So 2006, December 16. And I right. start July of yeah. 18. So we're, so we're at interesting points in our transitions because 18, I'm at, you know, 19, 20 months and you're, you know, coming up on 36 or you're over 36. So you've seen. I'm over 36. Yeah. So you're coming out of puberty. I'm right in the middle of it. Yeah. I'm right about at my age years wise with my months on HRT. Yep. Ooh, interesting. (laughs) It's like a golden anniversary, isn't it? I don't think that's quite the way that works, but if it works for you, who am I to make (laughs) Who am I to judge? Let's, let's, if you can remember back this far, what are some of your earliest, like, recollections of what changed with you on HRT the first, the first things that changed with you? Oh, um, I honestly, my first year was actually pretty mild because I was on the wrong hormones. What, which, which ones are you on? I well, they were still female hormones. I was, I was okay. on. <laughs> like, don't uh, I was I'm, on. I know some trans women that took testosterone before they switched. Really? To, yeah, because they were diagnosed with low T. T, right? Yeah, low T. Um, I was on premarin at the time, and it just was not doing it for me. And my uh, endocrinologist was not willing to increase it. I have so, no idea what what is that. It's, I'm honestly not positive. I just know that it's a form of estrogen. Okay, it's a form of And so you yeah. just didn't react to it very well? Yeah, my, uh, uh, before I switched over to our local clinic here, where they got me set straight, set straight, uh, um, I was, my estrogen was like 26, and you want it to be like 150? Well, or it was 150 like, after a few months. Yeah, no, after a year, I was at like 26, and my testosterone throughout that year kept growing. It was in the 900s. So hold on. So you had testosterone in the 900s, which is super high. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. As, a, as a point of reference, my testosterone when I started HRT was barely over 300. Yeah, which is low. Which is low, yeah, especially yeah. for somebody in their mid-40s. When I started T, it was, in the, it was about 200. How does after that... the first month, but then it just started increasing and the doctor didn't want to do anything. Why? Ah, uh, cause he really didn't know what he was doing. 
Oh, okay. So going back, so a lack of knowledge within the healthcare industry and wasn't able to provide you the correct level of healthcare, which you needed to um, get right with yourself. Yeah. Hey, can I stop you for a second? I'd like to refer our listeners to our episode that we just recorded of uh, trans stories. Well, that's actually going to come out in the future. Well, not for them, though, right? Or yeah, is for it them, it's going to oh, come out in the future. Oh, well, then they'll have to keep an eye out for it. Yeah, it'll come out either Saturday or Sunday, because yeah. we recorded the first one. <laughs> first. First, <laughs> but it's going to be out last. That's called the magic of the internets. I'm and, sorry, I'm not a great co-host. And I and how I release shit. No, that's fine. I mean, just come um, on. Yes, just come on talk my, a little bit. Just come on my podcast and fuck it up, all right? Tonight it's our podcast. Remember, co-host. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I can't yeah, wait I, to get Penny back. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, um, I would recommend people listen to that to hear a little more about healthcare, and which will be out issues. Saturday evening or Sunday afternoon if you're keeping score at home. Okay, because there's no baseball to keep score of right now. So <laughs> keep track of my no, podcast. There's no derby to keep track of either. Nothing to keep track of right now, other than podcasts. <laughs> Yeah. So, so anyways. So anyway, so after you listen to this podcast, make sure on Saturday or Sunday you're watching for the next release of Trans Stories because we're going to talk a lot about. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about healthcare and my transition within this organization. So, yeah, so that's a great place. So so we did talk about that. I mean, healthcare needs to do a better job of providing yes. healthcare for the transgender community. Yes. So it's it's so. So you went a year. I went a year, and your before, and your testosterone and went from two hundred to nine hundred, which is not right. the desired effect for transgender women. It is women. not. It is not. Um, I had. I do recall having uh, small breast bu- uh, buds, as they call them. I mean, they were nothing until once I got on the right stuff. Within six months, I had bigger boobs and. Okay. Uh, was feeling the effects a lot better. So once you get on the, and I'll, I'll go, let me answer that question then for myself, because one of the things that I noticed, like, and it was really imperceptible, perceptual, but I remember one day getting out of the shower and I noticed, and this is like a week or two on, on estrogen and, and on, it was also on a testosterone blocker that my skin was noticeably starting to soften, especially on my hands. That was like the first place I noticed it. And then the next thing I noticed was, a mental change in me about three, four weeks in. And maybe this is, you may, maybe you notice something similar once you got on the right medications is I ended up about three weeks on HRT. I'm sitting at a stoplight and I've described this before on transformation Thursday, go back to episode one, but I'll re- recount it here real quick. I just remember sitting at a stoplight, having this feeling of it's a beautiful sunny day. And I'm like, Holy shit. I, I feel like me, like I've never felt like me before. And I know it's always been there. And, but I just finally had recognized it for the first time. Like, I still my, have that feeling like I know, every and, couple of days. Yeah. And it, but even though I still have my ups and downs emotionally through my life and challenges, that feeling has never gone away. And then there's still moments where I think, oh my gosh, my fakiness, should I get off testosterone or should I get off HRT? Mm-hmm. And then, but then I remember those feelings and I can't deny that. Right. So who's interviewing yeah. who here? Um, uh, uh, great we're, question. We're just riffing, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but you had yeah, something similar. I mean, yeah. It, it, like, 
daily I have those thoughts. Um, but yeah, I definitely experienced uh, the budding. Um, I definitely experienced the change in mental, uh, like mental processes in general. Like empathy is one of those things that I'm still working on, but it's like so different now than it was four years ago. You know, I, I get people better. Yeah. And that's one of the things, you know, one, you know, the empathy thing. And also I was so much more comfortable with myself. And, you know, recently I asked my oldest daughter this on the trans stories podcast, and you can go back. That's the one with the one with Amy's daughter. But, I, you know, but also about a month or two ago, I asked my my daughter this because we were hanging out one night and, you know, she's like, oh, do you miss your dad? you know, pre-transition and, and my, and my 11 year old daughter without missing a beat was like, no, I don't, I don't miss that guy at all. Yeah. You know, she is so much better and nicer as Amy. Mm-hmm. It's like this huge personality yeah. switch inside of me. It's just because, you know, my older daughter said the same thing. It's like, I, I'm not quick to anger anymore. I'm a lot mm-hmm. calmer in my responses to people. I have more empathy. And that started like almost instantaneously, like three and, and weeks. It's great. It, it's great. It's great to be a nice person. It is. It is. Um, I used to have these issues, anger issues, and I haven't had any of those explosions since I transitioned. Yeah, I, I was listening to a book today because I made the uh, trip down to Erie to pick up my daughter from school because they've gone to online education for the next few weeks, like most of the schools here in America have. And when we were driving home, I was listening to a book about our 45th president of the United States, and he's prone to anger like that and he flies off the hand on i'm just wondering maybe if he should transition but maybe maybe he could be our first woman president <laughs> he might like that idea i let's not go there i shouldn't even brought that up <laughs> uh, now retro hindsight be what it is i should have left that one alone amy <laughs> Yeah, and you mentioned budding, and I noticed, like, I think I was about two months on hormones, and, like, I got up to 150 pretty quick, and so, but my doctor wanted to push to 300, so, and that's where, yeah. that's about where I sit now with the, my estrogen yeah, levels, here. and that's a pretty much normal for a cisgender woman, mm-hmm. so I'm right in that ballpark, so I'm very happy with that, but I started noticing budding, you know, probably September, so two months after I started HRT, and then about a month after that, I've been on hormones for about three months. I wake up one morning and there's a hand on my chest and it's my ex-wife's. And all of a sudden I hear crying and sobbing because she didn't think that that would happen so quickly. And it, for her, it was a realization that she was losing her husband. And I and I empathize mm-hmm. with her because I understand sure. how tough of a realization it is. And, yeah. and, you know, probably my biggest regret revolving around transition is how I hid things from her and I should have been yeah. more forthright. But at the same time, I was also trying to find a way in my head and to, to save the marriage. And eventually that didn't happen, but you know, but about three months in is when they really started to become noticeable. And yeah. you know, when I have to go and wear, you know, that's when I start wearing sports bras underneath my clothes almost every day. Um, or wearing tank tops around the house. I did sports bras and loose shirt, loose shirts. Um, uh-huh. cause at that point I was still hiding from my kids. Gotcha. So the, the sports bras really did a good job for me for that. And, but that was also part of the downside of hiding so long from my kids is like, they went from, you know, not knowing to their dad being transgender and all of a sudden boobs hanging, not hanging out. I mean, but you know, wearing a bra <laughs> and there's, you know, I remember like my first time my daughter like looked over at the table and she's like, Oh, 
their boobs are. So they went from like zero to 60 in no yeah. time at all. And I feel bad. I don't know. I, I want to go back to you saying they're, they're hanging out. I don't know how your boobs are, but mine are. They're not hanging at all. Yeah. <laughs> they're I, super perky. <laughs> no, they don't hang. And that's actually been a very big source of irritation for a lot of women my age that, mm. that you know. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, I, I don't know how personal we want to get on this, but, <laughs> but you know, when we, but, but because I've dated. But they're gorgeous, I'll just say that. Yeah, but they're gorgeous, but, but I've dated, and, you know, and, you know, when you're dating, people tend yeah. to see things, and, you know, and she looks at them, she's like, you, you just, it's, it's such a, she's like, you're never going to have kids to destroy them and suck on them <laughs> and chew them up. She's yeah. like, yeah. It's like they're beautiful. I love them, but at the same time, yeah. So I've had more. I've had a lot of cis women tell me stuff like that. They love them, but at the same time, they're jealous of them too. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to changes. Changes. Okay. So. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna reel you in on your podcast there. Our podcast. Okay. Um, oh, our podcast. <laughs> I told you, co-host. Okay. Uh, one of the things- acting co-host. What. <laughs> There we go. One of the things that I found an interesting thing that changed, and I was talking about to this about someone, talking to someone about this earlier today. Um, the bottoms of my feet have oh. gotten a lot more callousy and like rough. Can confirm. Which, yeah, yeah it, but I it, never put that together like that. You're absolutely me right. Like it makes sense. Like it's a hormonal thing, but you wouldn't think that that's going to change. So let's talk about feet. Okay, mm-hmm. so prior to this, prior to my transition, I was wearing somewhere between a 10 and a 10 and a half male, right? Yeah. D-width, okay? okay? So that's a normal male width for your foot and pretty 10, 10 and a half is a pretty mm-hmm. normal size shoe, right? Sure. We agree on that? Yeah. So this, a uh, few months ago, I decided I needed a new pair of running shoes. I went to a local running store, and they had this cool digital thing that measured your foot. And the person doing it was this fantastic guy. He looked me up in the system, looked up at me and said, you're not – he's like, what do we call you now? And I'm like, yeah, call me Amy. And he's like, okay. So he changed my name in the system. Go and measure my – he's like, do you want me to measure your feet again? I'm like, yeah, it's been a few years, and I've had some changes in my life. He's like, yes, you have. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. And but now he measured my foot as a female because I am, mm-hmm. and it came out as a ten point seven because it's digitally measured with a B width. So that means approximately my foot has shrunk anywhere about a full size since starting hormones, and I've gone down to a normal width for a female shoe. Interesting. So I right, have heard feet. Sizes change. Yep. And so I, I am consistently buying off the rack in the stores. Thank God I don't have the special order, but a size 11 yeah. normal width. Yeah. And I can, get I, into a, I can get into a 10 wide at times. I wear 12 wide um, in women's and I wore 12 in men's, which is strange because they tell you add two sizes. But yeah, I was I, I was wearing men's shoes that were larger for me, and I just squeezed into the women's shoes. So, so but, yeah, so that's so feet definitely changed. But I would say not only the texture of them, as we've noticed, but also the size of them. I have heard that. Yeah, I've heard that trans men uh, get that even more so. They grow. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Wow, that amazes me. I I wouldn't yeah. think they would see that much growth. 
Uh, well, I don't think there's much changes in my legs or knees. No, I, I actually, I actually did notice today. That I think there's less hair on my legs. I would agree with that too. There's definitely less hairs. It's finer. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a known thing that your body hair gets finer as you take HRT. So um, moving up, and I'm not, and we're going to skip over the groin because I think we can come back to that. Yeah, but sure. I've also noticed that on my chest as well, on my arms, that mm-hmm. that that all my body hair is much finer and yep. grows in a lot differently. Like before I transitioned, and I was trying to appear more feminine, I would wax my chest and my mm-hmm. and my belly. Um, but since starting HRT, I don't do that. Yeah, um, I shave my chest occasionally, but I've never really had much there, anyways. Yeah, I was, yeah, I would agree. I'm the same thing. So, I mean, every once in a while, I'll just run a razor over it. Just right, like, and, that, and I say occasionally. It's like every three months that I'm like, oh, I should probably do that. Yeah. Okay. So, yep, I'm in that same category with you. So, my arm hair, it's still, it's still, it's not super it's, light, but it's not. It's definitely finer and lighter than what yeah. it was before. So I don't really pay much attention to that anymore. I do, um, mainly because I have hairy arms, and the women in my family have hairy arms. Um, but I, I, so I do shave them. But again, it's been longer than it should, and nobody seems to ever notice. So, so we skipped over a region. So what do we? Where, where do we want to start with that region? Um. I don't know. Where do you want to start with that region? Well, I mean, how in depth do we want to go with that region? Well, I I think we want to take this from a very medical based. Sure. Without being salacious is what I'm looking for. Right. So let me, let me put this to you the way that I was explained to it when, when I was at Trillium and I started this process a couple of years ago. Okay. Is that you're going to see testicle shrinkage. Yep, you're nodding your head. Yep. Yes, nobody is going to hear that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you need to say yes. something. I would say the week. I don't know. I I can't. I've never really measured the size of my testicles. I mean, how do you measure them, really? Right, right. They're a handful. Um, they've always been a handful. I remember figuratively and literally. I remember after that initial meeting, going home and kind of feeling. Just yeah. to say, okay, what is what? Where am I starting? And of course, I mean, yeah. I don't have a way to measure, right. uh, but I ended up, you know, kind of feeling around. And I would say, mine have, shr- and you know, the, the guy that was, you know, educating me on this said, you know, forty yeah. percent. Yeah, I, I would think I've blown by forty percent because I mean, I, I'm not trying to be gross or disgusting, but there are days when you know, I'm, you know, in the shower, notice things, I have trouble finding them. It's yeah. like they went for a walk, and I'm like. <laughs> I, like I have to like, you yeah. know, run down the street and bring them back, you know, and if they did leave and go for a walk, I probably wouldn't look for them. I mean, just let them yeah. go, but. See ya. <laughs> but, Do you need a bag? Yeah. Oh, wait, they already have a sack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so much for keeping this medical. Okay. Uh, Penny is going to edit this. So I need a, I need a rim shot in there, Penny. Thank you very much. Let's see if she does it. Oh, <laughs> So, so yeah they already but but okay so let's talk about the scrotum um that definitely size has changed decreased um, or in- decreased okay same yeah. here um i softer? would it's definitely softer 100 percent times softer yeah um not you know we're not talking like 
to, to clarify, we're not talking softer as in not hard. Uh, the skin's softer. Yeah. Um, but that's a hormone. It's just like your feet get it softer. It's just like skin anywhere else. Yep. Um, it's, it's definitely shorter uh, when erect, uh, which – So now I we're mean, talking guess, about the penis, not the scrotum, right? Yeah. Or are we just going to talk about this in general? I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but no, I mean, in you know, but I want to go back to something new. So we're talking about the yeah. penis and the scrotum. Yeah, they're definitely, you know, the scrotum's definitely smaller. It's definitely softer. Mm-hmm. Um, erections are definitely not as full as what they used to be. They still happen, right. um, mm-hmm. but with arousal um, and intimacy and mm-hmm. foreplay they just i don't wake up with you know morning wood nope. i don't get nope. spontaneous erections nope. i don't i don't look at sex and i don't look at um mm-hmm. you know people that i'm interested in sexually in that way and get yep. erect like i would pre hrt yeah agreed okay so yeah. but that also brings in this and we'll get there in a minute because there's one more part of the body i want to talk about before we jump into talking about the sex part of everything so but that does have an effect on sexual partners yes and so we'll get there in a minute or two because i do want to talk about the face we haven't really spoken much about the face yeah lots of changes in the face and that was actually one of the things that you know six months in that started to out me on facebook because i was still presenting as a male and yeah. I actually had, you know, my brother-in-law text my ex-wife like, hey, what's going on with him? Yeah. And it probably looked like, if I had to guess, it probably looked like you had been losing weight. Yeah, that's what a lot of people would say. It's like, oh, have you yeah. lost weight? And, you know, and I'm like, no, actually, I'm about the same. And they're like, well, something's different in your face. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, I just think I'm just holding it a little bit differently now. <laughs> you know, life. Yeah, you know. But really, you are holding it different because yeah. the skin... Sure. This, the, there's an actual redistribution of fat that happens there when is. you're on hormones. Yep. Everywhere. And so, everywhere. So as now I'm actually in this phase where um, I'm prepping for some surgical procedures in the near future and I'm losing weight. So not only am I losing weight, I'm losing weight in different spots. I notice my boobs yes. are a little bit smaller after I've lost mm-hmm. 10, 15 pounds. I've noticed that my hips are a little bit different. My mm-hmm. belly is actually going down faster than what it has before. Actually, uh, we skipped over that. Uh, belly fat has been is very different. Yeah, like I have a belly, and it used to be hard, but now it's like all like loose and it jiggles, and it's like the same size it was, but it's a different kind of fat. I would say my belly, and I'm not, and I'm not, and I don't mean this disrespectfully. Mine actually, because. I have had lost, I've gained and lost weight over my adult life mm-hmm. is that mine actually looks very much like somebody who's had two or three kids. Yeah. That's, that's, that's me saying that about myself. So yeah, but it is what it is. It's, it's part of yeah. my life experience and I can't, and I can't change that. So yeah. yeah. So belly fat's different. The hips and the waist fat mm-hmm. distribution changes to something that's more i've also noticed since we're back down in that area we've moved away from the face again we'll come back to the face because but i've also it, developed a booty i used yeah, to have a is, butt i used to have a butt that was diagonal straight into yeah, my knees yeah now, now there's you know there's, i had a friend recently, yeah there's there's actually a ridge under my butt yeah. now yeah it's uh-huh. kind of hot i've noticed you've noticed my butt yeah Ooh. no <laughs> Sorry, no offense. <laughs> Yowzers. 
What are you doing after this? Anyway, just kidding. <laughs> Staying in my bunker. <laughs> Staying in your bunker. Yeah, I got to go back to mine, too. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure if there's ever a nuclear war, the fabulous Fetter building will still be here. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Nothing can kill this place. There's going to be a bu- couple radio programmers, some cockroaches, and the Fetter building. <laughs> so let's go back to the face. So definitely the chin line, jaw line yes. adjusts with fat. Um, That's probably the most, the most obvious. For me, I think it was the eyes because I've always had this very oval face. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, it was the eyes. Everything around the eyes, my my dark bags under my eyes have subsided. Um, my, my crow's feet have gone away. I, I still have some under there, but I have like 10 years on you. So <laughs> I actually heard an interesting story. One of the premier um, HRT docs, more experimental HRT docs, Dr. Powers, uh, recently posted in his Reddit that he because he's seen so much change uh, in trans women with HRT, he has his own little regime of like a very minute dose of estrogen for his face cream to bring down his wrinkles. (laughs) That's amazing. He accidentally gave himself dysphoria with it. Oh my gosh. He overdosed himself and had dysphoria for two days. But that, but I can imagine it could help him relate better, though, too. That's, that's what he said. He's like, it was an amazing experience just to understand it. Yeah. So, no, that's that's fantastic. So there are just tons of changes. Unfortunately, yeah. though, one of the things that doesn't really change is, but I think I've noticed some, my facial hair is still there. I haven't yeah. done much for facial hair removal yet. Yeah, I have, and it's still, it, it, like, what I have left is... A lot less, but there's still, you know, it's still the same density and the same, like the follicles are just as thick as they were before. Yeah, that's, I would say mine's lighter, but it's still there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can go more days without shaving and no one notices, but I I don't know how much of that's from what I've had removed. And Yeah, I think that I've had some electrolysis on my upper lip, but that's about it. Um, That's the worst part, though. Oh, I know, especially right under the nose. Yep. Ooh. I haven't had any electrolysis in my nose, but I had laser on my whole face. Yeah, I, I'm going to go back for laser. I think that's what I'm going to treat myself with the tax return and once we can go out in public again. Yeah, so. the laser, I found laser hair removal to be great because I have dark hair and light skin and it got rid of all the hair on the side. I have no hair left on the sides. And I went to electrolysis to get rid of the grays. Yep, that's what I'm going to have to left. do. Yep. Yeah. So now let's We've talked about most of the body, some of the changes, especially down below. So you and I have done some dating mm-hmm. in our time as transgender women. Mm-hmm. Um, what surprised you? Um, with dating. Um, More specifically, sex. Sex is very different. Queer sex is very different in general. Like I'm used to cishet sex and I no longer penetrate. To be very specific, uh, I actually have discovered the dysphoria that I was having penetrating with my ex-wife. And so I don't do it at all with my own penis at this point. But um, So you said with your with you don't do it with your own penis. So are there toys or other things that yes. you're using for that? Yes, I have uh, a harness and uh, my current partner that I'm having sex with uh, has a dildo that I use just for her because uh, you don't want to mix toys. No, that's a, no, that's that's for sanitation purposes. That's Correct. very important. Yeah. Um, so I have we have used that once. It caused a lot less dysphoria. Uh, but there's still have, some there for you. 
Uh, I don't know. We haven't really had a chance to to do it more. Uh, we had a little bit of resistance due to, I don't know how to word it, but like due to how used to the penetration she was, she needed some more relaxation and working up to it, basically. Well, I think for a lot of people that, you know, come out of, you know, cisgender, heterosexual, normative relationships mm-hmm. too, you know, there's so many taboos around toys and other areas of the body yep. that aren't traditionally penetrated by people. So, mm-hmm. you know, any hangups in that area? Um, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say hangups, but uh, the first time I had sex after transitioning, I was surprised at my reaction to my partner's hand on my back and reaching down towards my butt crack. That got me more excited than I ever thought it would have. So we've explored that a bit since then. There was something else that I was surprised by. I don't know. I don't want to hold up the whole podcast just trying to think. If you think about it, we'll just dump it back in. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I think the other thing too is, you know, our bodies are changing and, you know, but since you've transitioned, have you, have you had sex with a, you know, cisgender partner? Not yet. I actually was going to have it this week and we canceled because of the going around the COVID-19. So, so you took some precautions? We took some precautions. We talked, we were going to have a talk on Wednesday. We we're going to get together and have a talk because at this point I feel talking about sex before it happens is important. Um, so we were going to have a talk and discuss, you know, what sex means. She had never been with a woman before, so it was going to require a bit of, okay, this is what you're, you know, in for here. And then we were going to talk on Wednesday. We canceled, uh, and then we were going to get together today. And instead we just, because of the, the, uh, the virus, we decided to just not see each other for now. So, and we had a talk, we had our talk on uh, the phone this morning. That has to be hard, though. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, as I've mentioned before, though, I'm asexual, so I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, no big deal. One of the things I noticed, though, you know, because, you know, prior I was dating a, cis- a cisgender female, female who had never been with a woman before. And so, but me being transgender, so there, there's some differences between our bodies and a cisgender mm-hmm. female, obviously. Yep. And how we react and we respond to things. But then there's also the expectation, I think, of, you know, some people that are because we are transgender and if we are um, pre-surgical, um, they expect our equipment to work just like uh, cisgender males would down there. Yep. And one, and that's a hard thing to explain to a partner that's not mm-hmm. familiar with how our bodies react to things. Yep. And then you compound that with. Also, if you're going through, you know, and these these topics aren't talked a lot about even in transgender circles. No, they're not. And, and so, they should be. Then they should be because I'm also at because I'm 18 months behind you with my hormones. I'm also and we haven't talked about or I haven't spoken with very many transgender women about these topics. I'm also learning about my body at the same time as I'm trying to explain them to a partner who maybe yeah. at a couple times could have been frustrated because my body doesn't react. She's been with, you know, you know, if she's been with, you know, male counterparts for, you know, most of her life, you know, yeah. in relationships, you know, there has to be, I would imagine there's some sort of frustration level there because our equipment's not matching up to her expectations because of yeah. previous experiences. So 
yeah. it, it, it just it can become very frustrating without proper communication is really what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. And and my conversation today when we had it, I started off with, well, I'm transgender, which we've she been knew. dating for four months. She knew um, <laughs> I have a penis. So hold on, hold she, on, hold on. So I just want you, you just so you know, I just want to make sure you're our audience is aware of this because as transgender women, I know if I'm out there dating, I'm not trying to hide who I am. People know when they meet me and get involved with a relationship with me that I'm transgender. I'm sure you're leading with it at some level too. Mm -hmm. I'm not, when it comes to dating profiles, I don't like to put it on my profile, but it is always something I will mention before we meet in person. Okay. So there's no surprises for people. No. Yeah, and that's and that's just it. It's funny because a lot of our, you know, people that are critical of us, the gender critical community, mm-hmm. or as we call them, TERFs, you know, yep. like to say like we're trying to hide this. No, we're no. not. They're very. No. I don't know any transgender woman who's hiding the fact that no. they're transgender. And and like, like I just said, it's it's very important that people understand that we don't typically, you know, talk about our genitals, but. In the case of this this conversation or the conversation with my partner, it's important to know what genitals I have, what what they're going to be doing. So I do have a penis. So I said to her, I'm like, I'm trans. I have a penis. And she's like, yeah, I know these things. <laughs> like, yeah, I know you do. I just want to make sure that we're 100% on the same understanding. Because I hadn't told her that I had a penis before directly, I don't think. You know, I, I didn't say I haven't had bottom surgery. Because that's not relevant to everybody. Yeah, and that's you know, well, you know, when I last time I was with a sexual partner as well, you know, that was a similar conversation that we had beforehand. It's before we mm-hmm. had sex. It's like you know, you know, hey, you do realize I'm transgender? She's like, yeah, yep. I know. That's pretty. Yep. I know. Here's and, what you're going to find when yeah, you reach your hands down my pants. Yeah, and so she wasn't surprised, but at the same time, you know, tried to give her some overview. And, you know, she knew what she was getting involved with and, you know, and, you know, still beautiful, you know, in my opinion, still beautiful experience in my life. And conversation, uh, you got to have those conversations and communication with queer sex is so much more heterosexual because Mm -hmm. in queer sex, you need to make sure that you're respecting that other person's boundaries. And, you know, and it's, it's, I mean, it should be that way with every kind of sex, but in the queer community, we're much more um, understanding and open to it. I and, think so. And, and I've noticed that change since I've become more involved within the queer community as yeah. well. So, so yeah, so those are important changes. So, you know, I've been on hormones now, for, as I alluded to, you know, coming up on 19 months here, or actually a little bit over, actually 20. And one of the things that I'm starting to notice now is, you know, as we mentioned down below, being able to get erections, but my ability to have and maintain a react, re- erection is really decreased. I haven't had that problem. Um, if I'm aroused, I it gets erect and it usually stays erect for as long as I'm aroused. Yep. And so that's that's an interesting thing. You know, you're able to keep it. But, you know, one of the things that I've noticed here recently is that my ability to really with myself to, you know, through masturbation has changed where before I, you know, up until recently, I do more like a traditional male. But Mm -hmm. now I'm doing it. Yeah, it doesn't work anymore. No, for me, me it doesn't work. It stopped working here recently as well. And I've. And I, I would say I was about at your point where it stopped working. Um, 
and there's you know other ways to do it yeah so i mean i do i i do uh use things to assist so just so uh, just for the benefit of our yeah. listening audience you yep. are holding is, up in front my, of me a hitachi, hitachi magic wand yep that's the big one the um it is amazing uh it has changed so much in my sex life in general now, do you use that just for yourself, or are you using that with partners? I use it with partners as well. Okay. Do you, do you mind describing how? Or um, the only partner that I've used it with is also a trans woman, and we actually both use it in slightly different ways. I think um, sometimes uh, I will use it on her, and other times I'll just hand it to her and let her. You know, she's better at doing it for herself than I am. She knows the exact spot that's going to help um, so where's that exact spot that it will help if you don't mind and you can say no um there's actually a um i should have gotten out my book uh there's a spot where on a on, on a circumcised penis there is a spot where the uh on the it's on the if you're looking down it's on the underside where the skin all comes together okay that's apparently like the best spot um to get personal i personally am uncircumcised so it's not quite the same for me um but it does work and so does i also use uh if you're looking down again above the penis right where it meets my abdomen uh, and that works pretty well to, I have to hold it in just the right spot. So it vibrates the whole thing. Okay. But So there's a good, t- that's a good solid tip. <laughs> it's a good solid tip. Um, also I highly recommend the, uh, zine, you know, for the whole month that people call things zines, uh, called fucking trans women by, I can't recall who I have I'd that have somewhere at home too. Yeah buried someplace yeah Yeah, i would highly recommend it that that's where i got that tip from and it has a lot of amazing tips for trans women okay and you can find that on amazon or other places online i think yeah you can get the you can get the ebook on amazon or you can get the uh paperback copy yeah i have the paperback copy i think it was like 10 bucks yeah it's 10 bucks yep i bought it twice i bought both versions okay you got up you're moving around what are you doing i got it I got it. Oh, you got it. Yep. All right. Uh, fucking trans women by Mira Bellweather. Okay. All right. So she gets a free plug. There you go. There you go. I plan on buying copies of it every time I meet somebody new that I plan on having sex with and being like, here you go. Here's here's your assignment. Here's, here's your roadmap. <laughs> yep. So, all right. So that's a big part of it. Um, anything back backdoor wise that you found helpful? Um, by backdoor, do you actually mean backdoor butt stuff? Yeah, butt stuff. Still exploring that a little bit. Um, we've used toys, usually dildos, um, back there, sometimes fingers. Um, my one partner has enjoyed using her mouth. Uh, I personally don't think I could do that, but hey, if she's willing to do it, I'm going to let her. Okay. Yeah. That eating ass thing seems to be a big deal with the kids. It, it feels pretty damn good. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'll take your word for it. I know somebody. <laughs> you know somebody? I know somebody who doesn't. That's uh, okay. More for you. <laughs> so, okay. So that's fair. All right. So 
So let's let's go into sexuality here. So, so I, you know, there's been an assumption and one of the things that I, you know, that held me back from ever really exploring being, you know, explore. I was transgender, but I didn't want to admit it. But one of the things that held me back was I always thought that if I were to come out as a woman, that then I would have to be a straight woman and that my sexuality was going to be predetermined as such. Yeah. But I had zero attraction, and I still don't. I mean, I do find men. There's a few men out there that are good looking. Yeah. But I don't have sexual attraction to men. Yep. Same here. Um, I think that's a big holdup for a lot of us. Is you know that that perception that trans women are super gay men, which we aren't. We're we're none of those things necessarily. Um, I mean, I definitely am gay, but not for men. Yeah. And no, and that's one of the things too is, and I've said this, you know, countless times, it's like when I came out, my mom was like, well, are you gay? I'm like, well, yeah, but not in the way you think. Yeah. That was on my FAQ that I sent to everybody too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because that's just such a huge misconception. And the truth of the matter is, is that for transgender women, just like cis heterosexual people, our, our gender identity does not equal our sexual orientation per se because people are going to think well if you're a woman then you're attracted to men no no i'm not and And our sexuality spreads the spectrum just like any like any other person it's also important to to point out that that changes as well um some people do decide that they're attracted to men when they weren't before transition um but i think that's more that sexuality is fluid just like gender can be fluid yeah and i've realized as well as i've started coming out that you know i'm probably more i don't want to say i'm interested in men but i i'm also able to appreciate men more for their beauty but i'm not sexually attracted to them if that makes any kind of sense yeah um i i definitely have a type of man that i find attractive oh i like the pretty boy if if, oh, if there were to ever be one, it would be the pretty, I, pretty boy. I like the bearded ginger. The bearded ginger? Yeah. Okay. It works, <laughs> it works I mean, for yeah. you. Yeah, right. <laughs> I but, mean, bearded ginger. But there's this there, pretty boy at the gym <laughs> when he walks in, and I'm like, oh, my. If I w- <laughs> Yep. So, yeah, but, but no, but I'm still exclusively sexually attracted to women, yeah, and I'm only right. interested in really that side of things when it comes mm-hmm. to relationships, romantic interests and everything else. And, you know, and, you know, we were talking beforehand, you know, you know, you know, I've had some relationship issues over the you know past month or so, but yet, you know, when I look forward to my life, you know, I still see a woman next to me. I don't, I right. don't see a man next to me, maybe yeah. a trans man, but I would definitely prefer a woman. And I know which one I would prefer, but that's See, a, for, for me, it's, it would be, I actually have this, <laughs> it sounds, I, I hate, I hate general preferences, but I have a hierarchy of who I'm attracted to. And, but that works for you and that's great. Trans, trans women is at the top and then cis women is pretty close with trans man and then cis men are all the way at the bottom. Oh, non-binaries are definitely in there too. They're pretty high up. Don't want to forget the non-binary people. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I I don't have as much experience with the non-binary community, and I feel bad for that. But and I, I find non-binary people very attractive. 
I, and there are some out there that I find attractive too. And I, and, but I understand that hierarchy and I have mine too, but I'm going to, I'm going to We all have preferences. Yeah. And I'm going to keep mine to myself. I think I pretty much have outed myself on what it is, but. <laughs> That's fine. But, I'm open. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, and I'm open too, and I would definitely put on the hierarchy, like I would put cisgender males at the bottom. Yeah. It, you know, but it would take that special pretty boy look that walks into the gym and I'm like, ooh. I keep coming back to him. So anyway, I should probably wrap this up and I can get home and <laughs> get my wand out. Yeah, I got to go. I got to go to uh, back home from my bunker here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So so but let's go back. You know, we discussed this before, but how would you describe your sexuality? Um, I would describe it as and I I know I did this in the episode I was in before. Episode 16. I, 16. Um, I am a asexual homoromantic person. Trans woman, binary trans woman, if you want to go full all all the titles. No, and I would describe myself as, you know, I okay, so let's break this out a little bit. So you so for your gender identity and gender expression, you are a binary trans woman, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that means that you've transitioned, you're living you're living your life fully out as V and V is yep. a woman in the way she dresses, the way she acts, the way she does her life. Yep. And that's the way I am too. I am a binary transgender woman. Mm-hmm. Amy is Amy is a girl, full and full. Yep. yep. And so we're cleaning out the house here as we're doing our spring cleaning here with the COVID-19 outbreak. I'm going to have the cleanest house ever. And, <laughs> you know, but I'm just throwing out all my mail stuff. It's going right down to the church bin just down the yep. street from us. And, and it's it's going. I, I don't touch it. I don't look at it anymore. So, yeah. So Amy is a binary is a binary transgender woman, but where I differ from you is I'm a I'm not asexual. Um, I'm I just I describe my I'm, I'm, my sexuality is a lesbian. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm gay as gay can be. Yeah, and I make no I make no qualms about that. Um, can I go back and explain asexual? Yeah, but let's explain asexual and um, the homo. Because I think of and homo homo the homo side of that. <laughs> The the homo- I, that should be pretty, but 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 not too many people have heard that put together right. like that. Um, yeah, uh, asexuality means you don't, uh, you don't, you're not sexual. Um, it does not mean that you split yourself in half and reproduce that way, um, as some people will point out. Um, so for me, and much like uh, being trans or queer in any way. Uh, it's kind of a spectrum. So for me, asexual means that I enjoy sex. However, I don't have a sex drive. I don't look at somebody and think, oh, I'd like to have sex with them. Um, If I get aroused because of a partner, you know, initiating sex, I'm all in. I enjoy it. I'm going to have fun. Um, As for the homoromantic, Usually asexual people will also identify their romance attraction. Um, So homo being same. So I am romantically attracted to people of the same gender as me. Um, It's a little bit of a misnomer because, again, I said that I do uh, find non-binary people attractive, but it's the easiest way to explain it, I think. And a lot of you'll find a lot of uh, 
uh, asexual people or aces, as we call it for short, uh, go with aromantic as well. And they call themselves aroaces, aromantic, asexual. That's a lot in there. That is a lot in there. How how do you, but I mean, how does that make sense for a cis heterosexual person? Um, with research. With research. Do you think they really? <laughs> do you think they really do it? Um, I mean, if they want to be woke, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. But how many cis people are really that woke? Yeah, well, it's, I think it's a growing number to be. A, it is. It is definitely a growing number, and uh, I roll my eyes and say, "Well, you know, cis people." But I, when I say that, I'm being very generalized, and I mean those people that don't want to. Yeah, and I think we need to be careful within our community to generalize yeah. all cis people. And I think we, you know, we need to do a better job of acknowledging our allies yeah. um, within the cis community because we're not going to continue to gain acceptance within our communities unless we have their love and support. Yeah, so my, I think we my need to minimize our alienation towards my rolling the eyes at cis is meant as the people that aren't allies. I'm not counting allies within the cis. I think the people that are, aren't our allies and what we need to decrease really is the hostility. Yeah. And, you know, I have a very public facing job now and, you know, and I kind of view it as my challenge to the people that I especially know who are conservative in their political leanings to reach out to them and just be super kind, polite and do my job to the best of my ability to show them that trans people aren't mentally ill. Yep, and, and we're just people like them. We're just people, and the you know, and because so you hear that, well, transgender people are are mentally ill. Well, actually, what cured my mental illness was acknowledging who I am, getting yep. on the right prescriptions, and then all my anxiety, drugs, and everything else went away. The hard gender dysphoria is the mental illness. Uh, I wouldn't call that a mental illness, though. That's actually a physical incongruence. Yeah. You know, and I've been kind of pushed on that by, you know, somebody who is transgender and a Mm -hmm. mental health counselor. So we've had this. I mean, it's actually more of a physical ailment, you know, but but then people say, well, it's all in your head. Well, yeah, but your self-perception of who you are is also in your head. I mean, it doesn't come from your toe. So, you know, so that's kind of the thing. So, I mean, but the but the amazing thing is the hard part of being transgender is once we accept of who we are as transgender people, everything else seems to fall around that and seems to work out for the most part. The reason why there's so much mental illness and suicidality within our communities, especially the youth, comes from because there's a lack of support for transgender people. If we always walked up to cisgender people and say, hey, you know, who you are as a cis person is not valid, and that was the prevailing mantra in society, you would have similar mental health and suicidality rates in the cisgender community. But nobody's telling cisgender people day in and day out that their right to exist in society is going to be limited. They're going to be discriminated against and that their existence is just purely hated by God. Do we have anything else? I mean, we've been at this for 56 minutes. I think we've covered just about everything. And I think we did it very as tactfully as we could. As we could, yes. With some humor in there. Well, you know, because you don't, you know, you want to talk about these things and they're important to talk about, but you know, you don't don't want want it to be boring either. You don't want it to be boring. You don't want it to be clinical, but at the same time, you also don't want it to be disgusting and gross either. You don't want it to be a locker room talk. Right. So actually speaking of disgusting and gross, 
Oh God! Here, we, okay, we, you get one story. There, no, it's not a story. We did not cover something that we probably should have. Okay, what did we going miss? going back to the penis? Okay, ejaculation. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. The, not the ejaculation, but the topic. The topic, yeah. Yeah, those change relatively quickly, don't they? Yeah. How so? Um, uh, it changes in consistency at first. And then I, I don't think I have actually released any ejaculate except for like clear pre-cum like afterwards in months. I'm, yeah, I noticed that change too pretty early on. Mine went clear pretty quickly, but the volume Mm -hmm. was still there. Mm -hmm. Um, But in recent months and recent weeks, I've noticed that not only is it still clear, like what you're describing, but the volume is starting to decrease as well. Yeah, uh, it gets to a point where it, it just, you, I mean, you get the you get the orgasm in different ways, but it just, nothing comes out until 10 minutes later when you're just relaxing and you're like, oh, crap. Mine's coming out still at the time of, but it's definitely, I would say the consistency of it is probably more... It, it looks female-like to me, just from yeah. my prior um, experience. I also understand that it tastes different as well. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Sorry to let you down. No, I'm, I'm not. I, I Honestly, I'm, I'm not speaking from experience. I am referencing somebody else who has said that. Now so. I'm thinking of somebody else who we should, probably should have had on this conversation. Who's? Um, I was not thinking of that person, but oh, this is somebody actually, else. I think we're thinking. I was of actually thinking people. of a YouTuber, which I will not plug. I've plugged enough already. There but. you go. Alrighty, well, let's do this, V. Why don't we just go back to uh, the final break of the show, and then uh, we'll come right back with a wrap up. So okay. we'll be right back after this short break. To financially support Transformation Thursday, go to TransformationThursday.com and that will bring you to our Patreon page. Once there, click on the Become a Patron button. You can also follow us online on Facebook. You can follow us by searching for Transformation Thursday Podcast. And please join our private Facebook group by searching Transformation Thursday on Facebook. On Twitter and Instagram, you can follow us at TransThursPod. To make sure you stay up to date with all the latest episodes, please subscribe to the Transformation Thursday Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google podcast or wherever you get your podcasts on apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating and a short review it's free and it does help get transformation thursday out to a larger audience finally transformation thursday is copyrighted material all rights reserved 2020 welcome back to transformation thursday i am amy stevens and my pronouns are she her and i'm v susie my pronouns are also she her well, V, I want to thank you so much for coming back on and doing the dual role of co-host and guest tonight since Penny has a well-deserved night off. And I know with everything going on, she's probably enjoying some downtime, downtime right now with her family. You know, my big takeaway, though, was because this is a part of the show, V, where we do our takeaways. Uh, my big takeaway is still that the mental changes that happen within transgender people, um, especially, you know, on our side as transgender females, I did that feel feeling of just being happy and content with myself has never gone away. And in a couple arguments and stressful situations, I remember, especially with an old friend of mine who's no longer my friend, he looked at me, he's like, well, you don't respond like he would have responded. I'm like, well, no, that's because I'm Amy now and I'm a girl. And 
as we were both alluding to before we came into this, we were always girls. It's just that because of testosterone and societal expectations, though, that we that we wore that we wore the man suit and yeah. we, we've shed it from us. So yeah. what's your big takeaway tonight? My big takeaway is definitely the uh, sexual changes that no one talks about from HRT and how uh, the texture of things and the taste of things all changes just because of the hormones running through you. Yeah, and I mean, and those changes happen pretty quickly, but they continue mm-hmm. to evolve because if memory serves me right, you know, depending on your body and how your body reacts to HRT, your your second your second puberty quite literally could last three to five years. So, yep. you, know, you know, I'm definitely, and I'm seeing changes that you remember right now. So mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like, that's, that was, that was also very interesting it was to hear you say things and me be like, yeah, I was about at your point where that happened. Yep. So yeah, coming up on 20 months here. So, well, V one more time. Thank you so much for coming on again. No problem. Anytime. So we're going to wrap up this episode this evening. Next week, Penny Sterling will be back with me for V. Susie. I am Amy Stevens. Our pronouns are she, her. Thank you, everybody, and have a great night.